AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to SportsGrid. Thank you for watching Football Full Circle. I'm Mike Blewett, along with George Kurtz. Going to get right into the NFL today. And obviously, it was a big week, George, uh, in terms of NFL stories. We had some contract stories that we went over in our episode on Saturday. And on this Sunday edition, we are recapping the most serious story of this week. And there were rumors about what was going to happen with Washington beyond their name change, that there were uh, big revelations of a scandal being brought to light, and that actually hit Thursday night, uh, Thursday afternoon, when the Washington Post dropped a huge article regarding the sexual harassment of former employees and, frankly, the overall mistreatment of former employees by some red, some Washington former employees, as well as the owner, Dan Snyder. Now, uh, 15 women who worked for them alleged sexual harassment by former scouts and members of owner Daniel Snyder's inner circle. Uh, the woman that is really at the center of it is Emily Applegate. She started working for Washington in 2014 and settled into a daily routine. As the story starts, she would regularly meet with a female coworker in the bathroom during their lunch break, she said, to commiserate and cry about the frequent sexual harassment and verbal abuse they endured. George, uh, we'll get into many of some of the details of this, but it's just another log on the fire of this franchise sort of mistreating people. We've seen them mistreat players. We've seen them obviously now uh, out, massive allegations of mistreating employees of the sexual harassment kind, which is 
depravity at its best, and also uh, just general bullying and uh, unprofessionalism was rampant throughout this building and remains so at least until this weekend when the final couple of employees involved in this resigned or were fired. This is amazing to me that it could happen in this day and age. Uh, not so much by human behavior, but because we all have these phones where you can record anything and everything. And then people would do this where you could be caught on uh, tape, caught on whatever we call these things, and played for everybody. We had what? There were 15 confidential, uh, confidential agreements signed here, which means this has been going on for a long time. And everybody knew about it. All swept under the rug. We'll just pay it off and move on. Uh, the one lady you mentioned that's talking about it, she can because she has not signed that agreement yet. I'd like to see the NFL go because right now Schneider won't release them from those agreements. Right. So those, those women can't talk. I'd like to see the NFL go, yes, you can. You're released. You know, Snyder, you're fortunate to release you, or you're going to sell the team. One of the other things. Let's find out what's really going on here, how bad it was. What's Snyder going to say? He didn't know? Of course he knew. The agreements were signed. You knew right. damn well what was going on here, and you, you let it happen. Or you just didn't care enough to stop it, or whatever it might be. You know, it's probably much worse than what I just brought on anyway. Yeah. So it's just uh, not a good look, obviously, for any business, more or less something in the NFL. You know, we know Roger Goodell, protect the shield. And if I'm the players... I want to see what's going to happen here because we all know when a player does anything, suspension, mm -hmm. right? You do anything, you get DWI suspension, caught with marijuana suspension, anything heavier than that, of course you're getting suspended here. He sort of let Indianapolis Colts, Ursay off the hook with what he did. Not that it's anywhere near as severe as this. What's he going to do now with Snyder after this probe is done? Is it going to be another slap on the wrist or is he going to do a heavier fine, heavier suspension, whatever it might be, stay away from the team. You know, I don't know if he's going to force him to sell a team sort of like they did with Jerry Richardson after what he uh, said some idiotic things. But I'm curious to see how Roger Goodell handles this because it's amazing how the punishment is different from the players than it is for the owners. But then again, he works for the owners, not the players. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, uh, Ursay did receive a significant punishment at some point. We'll see what is handed down here. Washington attempting to get in front of it, but it's so... Uh, transparent what was going on here. A story was ready to break, and then they started taking action. Uh, Beth Wilkinson uh, from the Washington law firm Wilkinson Walsh is going to be conducting a review. And here's the statement from Washington owner Dan Snyder. The behavior described in yesterday's Washington Post article has no place in our franchise or society. The story has strengthened my commitment to setting a new culture and standard for our team, a process that began with the hiring of Coach Rivera earlier this year. Uh, Beth, Beth Wilkinson and her firm are empowered to do a full unbiased investigation and make any and all requisite recommendations upon completion of her work. We will institute new policies and procedures and strengthen our human resources infrastructure, which there was virtually none, sidebar, to not only avoid these issues in the future, but most importantly, create a team culture that is respectful and inclusive of all. I think it is a standard uh, boilerplate statement that anybody could make. I don't believe it. I think he was very involved in the, he set the tone and set the culture for the entire organization. Now, it is important to note that he is not currently being alleged with any of the blatant sexual harassment that went on. He's accused of bullying. He's accused of being mean to fellow employees, both male and, and female alike. A lot of people being called stupid, uh, being degraded in a variety of different ways. And I think that's, uh, frankly, something I've experienced. Many people out there have experienced in the workplace general uh, 
you know, dime store bullying, frankly. So, uh, so that, that is the, I guess the one note I would make George, I'm not defending him in any way. He's still a jerk. And there's a lot of going, a lot going on. First of all, he digs in about the name for two decades. Now we, it comes to light that all this other stuff is going on. But, uh, in the case of Jerry Richardson, he was alleged to have said and acted in some of the ways that were going to create that created scandal. Uh, Donald Sterling of the Los Angeles Clippers was on video making statements that were racist, questionable, and all of the above. Not to mention that he had a long history of uh, ex ex uh, engaging in discrimination, discriminatory practices. Excuse me. So. In this instance, Dan Snyder didn't quite do that. Now, do the owners really want to kick him out when he hasn't done something like that? And you and I both know very well that this stuff has likely gone on in other buildings around the NFL recently, in the past, forever. So that that is the difference. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you comment on that. Well, a couple of things here. You bring up a very good point, by the way. This is not the only team that's doing this. All right. Uh, it looks bad. Uh, Snyder can't say he didn't know about it because of the confidentiality agreements, which means he was a part of it. He okayed mm -hmm. it. So he can't claim that. You did nothing to stop it. You let it go on. You were okaying it. And I'll, I'll, we'll, just, we'll just pay it off. You were okaying it. So that's a problem here. Uh, I like when he says, you know, we're going to hire Beth, uh, I can't remember her last name. Wilkinson. Wilkinson. To have an unbiased investigation. My first question would be, Who's paying her firm? That's right. Uh, this is my next point. All right, so it's not unbiased. All right? It is not. It's not. It can't be unbiased if you're paying it. All right, so they're going to cater to you and what you want to have done or not get done, in essence. I can tell a story. Uh, you may have seen it. Uh, it's certainly a public story. Uh, Andrew Brandt, some of you and I like to quote quite often on mm -hmm. uh, the show, uh, mm -hmm. former GM of the Packers, former players agent, now does uh, teaching sports business law. Uh, he told the story. This is before this happened, by the way. This is like, I, this might have even been before the name change thing, but I think it was right after the name change thing. Uh, talking about Daniel Snyder, how a good friend of his once went to a Snyder's home uh, play date. His kids had uh, whatever uh, date with uh, Snyder's kids. And Snyder wasn't there. But as uh, this gentleman was leaving, he didn't say who it was. So I don't know if this gentleman's also in the football world or not. Uh, as the person was leaving, Daniel Snyder did come home. And uh, this person said he, he thanked the uh, Thank you, Dan. The kids had a great time. I hope we can do it again. And Snyder's reply, that's Mr. Snyder to you. That's so funny that you said that it, 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 because it, this is so odd because I have an almost an identical story. I worked with someone who is 15 years my senior who was in the process of going through a business deal with Daniel Snyder. Now, this is obviously hearsay. People don't have to believe this story if they don't want. I'm just telling an experience of somebody I know. And in prior to the meeting, he was told to please refer to him as Mr. Snyder. Now, the person that I know is older than Daniel Snyder and was a perfectly successful business person in his own right. So he was like, okay, no problem. And the second he walked in there, he went in there and called him Dan. So he wasn't going to listen to that. You know, the guy that I know isn't the type of person that is going to listen to instructions like that. It may, maybe it reflects, it, it does reflect poorly on him and him being unrelatable. 
And there's a lot of things about him that we've seen. First of all, he was a really young owner when he bought the team, right? He's owned the team for 20 years, but he was a young man when he bought the team. He made a ton of money in communications, and he had the opportunity to buy it from the Cooks. Uh, but prior to that, uh, or in, in conjunction with all of this, you know, Snyder has been known to not really take counsel of other owners. I think people like Jerry Jones or other owners within the league will take newer owners under their wing, so to speak, because, I mean, these people are, are titans of industry, but they don't necessarily know how this room works and how to get things done. And Daniel Snyder is known to really not take counsel with other folks. The Ron Rivera thing is really interesting, George, because it has created a ton of momentum. Now, is has his presence created all of this change? I don't know, but it is concurrent with all of the changes in this now investigation going on. Well, not only is that, it's Ron Rivera seems to be giving a lot of being given a lot of power here. Right? He's Thankful. in all the names. Thank here. God. Yeah, well, yeah, you want somebody who's a, a decent human being. And an adult. Uh, yeah, I guess that too, to get the job done. But I'm, it, the fact that it's happened so quickly, not only is he the coach, you know, but now he, he's in on the name change. He's going to be in on this, the culture change of this organization, uh, which is, I mean, I guess good for him. But I also wonder this. I wonder if Ron Rivera's like, what the hell did I get myself into here? Yeah. Uh, you know, not, not only do I got to coach the team, but now I got to do everything else too. Is he going to be spread too thin? Is that something I would come back to as well here? I mean, it's so many parts of the story. Remember, they're actually accused of bribery, bribing officials here. Yes, I know a joke. I guess they didn't pay enough, right? Because they've been losing games left and right for the years now. But I mean, the NFL has to do an investigation here on their own. They can't just leave this up to Snyder and say, right. okay, yeah, we'll just take whatever you find as uh, gospel here. They yeah. have to do an investigation of their own to find out. What the hell is going on? But I still go back to your first point that you made. This is not, you know, this is not the only place that happens. I say it in baseball. Astros aren't the only team that's cheating. Everybody's cheating. Uh, it's pretty much my belief that, once again, everybody's probably doing this, too, just to what degree is what changes. Yeah, my float uh, tweet here from Pro Football Talk. The NFL typically hires a lawyer who investigates allegations of team misconduct. And for some reason, the NFL plans to defer to the lawyer hired by Washington to investigate Washington. So... Um, I think it's a bad look for the NFL completely, but it, it it wouldn't surprise me if it was related to the fact that they don't want to uh, overturn 31 other teams investigating what might be similar practices. Can't accuse them because there's no evidence as of yet, but that's the deal. We'll come back. We'll talk more football after this on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Everybody back on FFC talking about the state of affairs in the NFL and how we're going to get back on the field. Uh, I know it sometimes feels like we're hitting you over the head with these updates, but we're getting the updates, passing them along, and some of the stuff is relatively interesting. Uh, every day I feel that there's good news and positive momentum. The next day uh, I get kicked in the teeth just like you, and it feels like we're walking backwards uh, as far as the start of the season is concerned. So I'll just try to take these one by one because there's several facets of it. Tom Palacero uh, of the NFL Network says that, uh, quotes here, Director, uh, NFLPA Director, Executive Director Demora Smith says on a media call that union officials had a call late last night with team doctors who gave the opinion, quote, with a couple reservations that it is safe to open training camp. So I'm like, great, George, good news. We're getting in there July 28th. Rookie's supposed to uh, report this weekend, but uh, it doesn't stop there. So the next thing is Barry Jackson, who's a longtime uh, Miami Herald veteran reporter. The NFLPA has asked the league how many player positives it would take for a team to have to shut it down. NFL hasn't answered. That's number two. The next one, NFLPA president J.C. Treader on what happens when a teammate tests positive. There's a quarantine when a close contact teammate tests positive. Let's say I've been blocking with my teammates and I've been blocking all these defensive linemen. Aren't we talking about 30 guys? So <laughs> it's a major complication, according to Doug uh, Farrar. Uh, it's a major complication. The NFL, he's from USA Today. The NFLPA is waiting to hear back from the NFL about. So the reality is, even as they try to inch towards opening this up, George, there's still too many questions that keep coming up, and not all of them have been answered. Um, we are 10 days away from everybody reporting. The rookies are supposed to be there now. Uh, and we don't have answers to a lot of this stuff. If I were a player, I'd be like, look, let's just wait a couple of weeks, get all the answers, and then we'll show up. It's frustrating, Mike, because what are we even talking? You and I have been doing the show for a couple of months now. What are we? What have I been talking couple. about? Couple. Jeez. I mean, but like we keep four saying. Months. Please. It's really been four months? Wow. A few months. Yeah, we started months. at like end of March. We're pushing the end of July. Yeah, you're right. I can't tell time. Uh, I was promised to be no calendars here. Um, but we keep saying, learn from baseball, right? And yet this is all deja vu again. That they can't figure this stuff out here. That one saw, I, I fully understand that the union wants all, you know, 
the, all these protocols, the NFL wants the other set, and they. But can't we meet in the middle somewhere? Hasn't this been? How hasn't this uh, been discussed already? To know exactly. Okay, listen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have 16 guys out with COVID. That's it. They're done. We can't have them play anymore. And it seems like a, I'm, I'm not saying that's the number. I just threw out a random number there. I don't know what I don't know what the number should be. But I'm saying how hasn't been been discussed here? How hasn't some of these things been talked about? What happens to the player when one player goes on COVID? You know, is he going IR? Can he come back in two weeks, three weeks, eight weeks? Is he on pup? What, what are you going to do with him? Uh, how can you say it's safe to open up a training camp when we all know it's not? I mean, I, I understand it's, it's a PR game you're sort of playing here, but the union, you know, is not going to buy this. All right? They're gonna, they have their own stats. They have the same stats that you have. They know it's not safe now. Why yeah. aren't you working with them to figure things out? You know, I, you hope the union is not still mad about the CBA and then now they're going to want every little thing here. They're going to take it out here. I hope that's not the case. It might be. It might not be. But why aren't you in constant communication with Mr. Smith, Mr. Vince, you know, whatever it is, talk to each other and work out what needs to be worked out. The, the NFL has a – really, they should be talking to the NFLPA about the NFLPA's concerns. Maybe not every little thing, but about the NFLPA's concerns and work things out. You mentioned it. You know, it's the 19th. I think tomorrow some rookies are supposed to go. And then I think what the Chiefs in Houston shortly after that because they play their first game of the season. Whether or not we believe that game's going to be played doesn't matter. We have to, we have to act as it is. It's coming now, right? The rest of the teams are within nine days of showing up. How hasn't this been discussed? And at least you have a framework. It doesn't even seem like they have a framework, Mike, which is what the scariest thing to me. That this is, oh, we'll just play it by ear. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to and here's another tweet from Dave uh, Burkett. He's the Lions beat writer for the Detroit Free Press, and somebody that's been on this show, I mean, on with me a number of times in the past. D. Smith, uh, on what happens if the NFLPA does not get the answers it wants from the league, quote, we're going to look at all of our options. So we are now in a position where if they don't get some of these key answers, we went over J.J. Watt's laundry list of things that he felt weren't answered. J.C. Treader, the NFLPA president, is talking about things that are unanswered. And frankly, that it, what he stated, the J.C. Treader situation, has really been one of my major questions all along. Like, okay, the one guy tested positive. Maybe he got it in the grocery store, but now he's positive. And you didn't know... And because he was at the grocery store that morning, whatever, then there's an incubation period. Then he tests positive. He's been in practice for two days uh, with defensive linemen and offensive linemen and in the locker room and all this other kind of stuff. Now how many people shut it down? It seems like a lot. He's right. I mean, isn't it like 30 guys? Yes. But they, you know they're not gonna, they can't do that. No. If they're going to follow those protocols, and there's, there's no football. All right? Because you imagine he'd be around in the meeting room alone. That takes out that whole position group. They're done. The coaches now, they may be in more than one meeting. That takes everybody else out. You're probably talking at least 30, and that's being nice. I understand that they're going to have to – listen, Mike Blewett, you get it? All right, Mike Blewett's out. Positives I may have been only. around you, but po – po Positive tests only. Right, positive tests only. So Mike Blewett has it. You're positive. Even though you and I may have been together – and maybe Brian and Dane were all together, but we 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 haven't tested positive yet. We can play, even though we've been exposed. You can't, and I think that's probably one of the concessions we're going to have to make if you want sports to be played this year. That's true. That's probably a concession you're going to have to make because I agree. if you're going to start nailing everybody for being around somebody 
it's not going to work. It's just the roster, nobody has a roster that big to be able to afford everybody that would miss. Plus, once again, if, you, if one offensive lineman gets it, you mean the whole group is out? Yeah, I'm sure Russell Wilson's going to love to hear that. You know, so that, that's, Yeah, it's, it's why I don't think they're going to be able to finish all the games. I think this is going to happen at some point. Oh, I agree. I completely agree with you. I think we're going to hear about... I'm not saying they're getting sick. I'm just saying that they're tested positive. Oh, yeah. Not, well, not everybody gets sick. We've seen that over That's and over right. again. Some people are asymptomatic, but they have it. You know, hell, for all you, we know you and I have had it, but we haven't shown any symptoms. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't been tested. But uh, I, I get it. Uh, if I was to guess, I'm trying to play in my head here, what, what do I think is going to happen first? Double-digit players on a team having it or a position group getting decimated by it? I'd probably vote for the uh, position group because they are together all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, – that's, that's sort of where we sit right now. So there's um, – you know, we're at a point uh, – and T. Smith did cap off what, when he was speaking. He did say we're at a point where what's good for the country is good for sports. Nothing would bring back fans to stadiums quicker than this simple decision to wear a mask. He was just sta- putting a punctuation – Mark, at the end of it, there, an exclamation point on his statement as to what he hopes people will do. He's, look, as much as the NFLPA and the NFL are at odds all the time, hell, we, we had the CBA signed, and the next day there was a huge disagreement on, on uh, major points about uh, communicating uh, uh, certain things to uh, the public. But the, real, the reality for D. Smith is that he needs these guys to play, right? These guys don't want to – they're not trying to sit out. I, I think some people misunderstand the motivations of certain players. Like, uh, they say, ah, Aaron Rodgers, he just doesn't want to play because he's getting older and he just wants to collect his checks. Well, he's not going to get paid if they don't play. He does want to go out there and play, but he probably shouldn't risk it. Um, for the guys that are a little bit younger and haven't built up a nest egg, yeah, they're going to be more eager to play. And I think, look, a, a vast majority of the players really do want to play. They're just asking necessary questions. Oh, I agree. I think, I think it's, it's in an athlete's sort of DNA to play. You play through injury all the time. They probably yeah. play when they shouldn't play all the time because they've had slight tears of ligaments or slight damage to their bodies. They know they shouldn't play. And a lot of times they come back too early when they do get hurt because it's in their DNA to play. It's how they've been trained through their entire lives here. It's why I'm not going to knock, I'm not going to delve into why, if anybody opts out, I'm not delving into why. You know, yeah. it's your choice. It, it, there is a danger here there of not, of, that something could happen to you or a family member. And I'm not going to go into it to find out why player A, why did player A not go? There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong that I know that I know about with his family. I think it's every player's right, even if, just, even if you're fine, just for your own health, not to play this season. If you want to opt out, you don't want to, you want to opt out, you don't want to get paid, that's fine. Yeah, and to, to uh, I'll put the, try to put it, I can't put a pin in it. I, I can't. I was going to say put a pin in it, but I can't. This is a, a constant topic. But uh, Tom Pelissero again, uh, says here that the league is looking for opt-out decisions. Any player may opt out of the 2020 season with written notice by August 1st. We just talked about them reporting by July 28th. Do you want everybody to opt out by the end of the month? Like, what are you talking about? They, they don't even have answers to all these questions. They don't know how comfortable they're going to feel. They're obviously going to want to get out there and and be there with their teammates 
and start practicing. But if they didn't feel comfortable with the way things were set up after they got there, like you're giving them two days to try to figure this all out. I don't know. I just think it's an odd line in the sand to draw. I think this is a bad move by the NFL because uh, you were sort of hinting at it. You're forcing players to make a decision now. And right now it's not yeah. good, right? Because everything, everything's all screwed up with the testing, with the protocols. You have nothing written down. But maybe mid-August, it's all fixed. All right, the players are much more comfortable. You got the testing down. They know the procedures, and they'll want to play. If you make it August 1st and you keep that date, you're sort of telling players, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, uh, screw it. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going to play. Yeah. You know, they don't know what's going on because there's a, there's, it, we're already in an unknown situation, but they're making it even more unknown. But if you make, and I understand you don't want it to be September 1st, Mike. I get that. Teams need to prepare. And they can't have a player going, you know, 10 days before the season starts, I don't, I'm not going to play. I understand that. But why not cut the middle somewhere by mid-August, August, even August 20th? Why can't that be a decision where the player goes, you know what, I've been around for three weeks. It's not getting any better here. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to play. I yeah. think that's some, some sort of a happy medium for everybody here. Team still has time to get somebody else to prepare for it, and the player can now make an informed decision. That's what I'm big with, an informed decision about whether or not it's safe for me and my family to play. Yeah, I, look, I think MLB players, I think some guys are going to opt out after the season starts, right? They're going to be, they're not feeling comfortable. Their team falls back in the standings. They're like, what am I doing here? I'm opting out the rest of the way. I, I think that could happen. And uh, I would suspect that certain NFL players will feel less comfortable after they're in their team's little bubble uh, for a little period of time. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals next on the grid. It's FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Back on the grid. Please follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGridTV. 
You can find George individually on Twitter at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. So hate mail to George. Nice things to say about me. I'll filter them uh, across to everyone else as needed. So uh, uh, AJ Green. Right back to you. Don't worry about it. AJ Green signed his franchise tender this week, George. Um, uh, He had to do it because there was a chance obviously in the middle of this pandemic and not knowing the, what the salary cap would be that people that the Bengals could rescind the franchise tag and just make him a free agent. Then he was going to have to go out and look for a deal that got him $12.8 million for this upcoming season. A little difficult with people not able to travel, examine his foot issues uh, and everything else. But uh, here, according to Jeff Hobson, who is the senior writer for Bengals.com, AJ Green has a plan. It's, quote, play another four years and hope, and I hope to retire as a Bengal. So kind of weird that he put a number on it the rest of his career. But with him being unable to finish the last three seasons due to injury, I think A.J. Green is uh, well aware of his football mortality. Yeah, I really would have liked to have seen what the offers were to Cincinnati for Green because I think they should have moved on here. Another Green still can't be a great player. It has nothing to do with that. But you're rebuilding here. Listen, I love A.J. Green. He's a, you know, a fun guy to watch, a great player. He might do good things, wonderful things with Joe Burrow. But still, you're building for the future. I mean, if everything goes right in Cincinnati, you're probably talking two years, Mike, three years before you're really there. You play in a rough, rough division. You know, you got Baltimore yeah. who seems to be. This isn't getting better. This isn't getting better until 2022. At least, I think that's being nice, right? I think that's, that's probably being nice. Um, and by Joe then, Burrow's third season. And let's say you're right. By then, AJ Green, 34. His birthday's in two, uh, 12 days. All right. So by then, he's 34 years old. Not too many 34-year-old receivers are true game breakers by then. I said I would have liked to have seen what the uh, the offers were. You know, uh, pre-draft, post-draft, whatever it might be, to see what they could have gotten for Green in a very, you know, we're wide receiver crazy league right now. I understand you mentioned it earlier that Green has been hurt. You now, and he's been hurt yeah. three straight seasons. Well, two out of three seasons, missed seven games in six. He played 16 in 2017, and that hurts. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you may not want to give him big time uh, competition plus the contract he wanted there. But I think Cincinnati should have tried harder. It's almost like they've been shutting people out. I don't think you should ever say, I'm never trading this guy. Anyone is tradable. You might want to say, ah, we're probably not moving him, something like that. We like A.J. Green. But you should always leave a door open. You don't want to shut teams out. If someone hears, oh, they said they're not trading, I'm not even going to give them a phone call then. And yeah. uh, I just think it's silly to do that. Yeah, my mistake. Uh, he did play a full season in 2017. And the last time he did play the full season, it was 75 catches, 1,078 yards, eight touchdowns. He was definitely productive. Year before that, he was having a great season uh, before he got hurt. Uh, and then th- that was 2016, 2018, only the nine games, and 2019, obviously, uh, a big fat zero, never got on the field. So um, there was a time, George, really before he started getting injured, in fact, as little as, as, little as 2017, as not that all that long ago, where we would consider him a top five receiver easy. It's him and Julio, and that was before Michael Thomas had arisen. DeAndre Hopkins was in that mix and, and Odell. But A.J. Green was really firmly a top five five wide receiver for a big portion of his career. Oh, absolutely. And he did it for a team that 
you know, Andy Dalton was never anyone's answer to Drew Brees, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that kind of quarterback. And not a lot going on around him. I mean, Joe Mixon's a good running back now, but he didn't have Joe Mixon back then. He was the Bengals. If you want to stop the Bengals' offense, you stopped A.J. Green. You game plan for Green. You know, safety right. over the top. Top cornerback. All the defensive uh, means were about stopping A.J. Green. So he deserves a lot. I'm really a lot of credit for what he's done. Plus, once again, you go back to the Steelers and Ravens. He plays a lot of games against those two teams. Historically, those are really good defenses. Yeah, absolutely. He's an excellent route runner, good hands, the whole package. 6'4", 210, lanky, uh, so he can go up and get it. But we'll see. Hopefully these lower leg injuries haven't robbed him uh, completely uh, of some of his ability. So uh, let's get into their odds. Uh, Look, there's not going to be a lot of positive bets here for – the Bengals winning tons of games, but I was surprised to see a little bit of the market action on them, uh, and we'll go through the odds right now. So to win the Super Bowl, they're fifteen plus fifteen thousand. It's one hundred fifty to one. It's sort of one of the lowest, one of the longest odds in the entire league to win the AFC Championship. They are dead last, along with the Jaguars at plus seven thousand. To win the AFC North, plus twenty six hundred. That is the longest shot in the whole league to win any division. It's obviously. Uh, as a result of the strength of the Ravens in particular, but obviously the Steelers and, and Browns uh, competitive teams as well. Uh, the win total to make the playoffs, let me do that first, is plus 680. Yes, no is minus, 12, <laughs> minus 1,200. It's a lot of juice to try say that they're not going to make the playoffs. I would just prefer you bet the under on the wins. I think that is a lock for me, but I was surprised to see that at five and a half, George, the over is minus 125. So people are betting the over on the Bengals to win six games, assuming that St. Joe, Joe Burrow, is going to tack another four wins onto that 2-14 and season they had last year. I am not buying it. I think they did make some improvements this year. I do not buy that they can win six games this year. For me, the Bengals are a hard under. Maybe they can win four games uh, maybe even five. I do not see them going six and ten. No way. Oh, you, you know I don't, right? I mean, that division alone, I think they're going one and five. That's right. Uh, may, so, maybe you could squeak out a, a, a win versus your uh, state rival there. And then you look for, okay, I got to find four more wins. You get Jacksonville, okay. Giants, sure. And I'm done. Miami, Houston. I think they're both better teams. Yeah, I think they're both, but it's at Miami, so I think that's tough. Houston, listen, Houston's still a decent squad. I think they're eight and eighteen. Yeah, I said this the last time we we were talking about the Texans. People love to bang on them because Bill O'Brien is a punching bag, but they've won the division four out of the last five years. There's good players all over the place, and Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. They don't stink. No, I, I think they're more of an average team this year. So I'm looking at the schedule now here, and that game is at Houston too. I mean. That's going to be rough. Maybe you get a break and that Baltimore game doesn't mean anything in week 17, but I'm still not sure you can beat a Baltimore team that doesn't care. So, like I said, and I'm not saying they can beat uh, Jacksonville over Giants either, but those are games where they're somewhat evenly matched. Everything else, they're the dog. I mean, they're going to have, I don't know how, what they're going to do against uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, Pittsburgh. Oh, we already know they play Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, I, I didn't see Washington. Okay, Washington's another game there they could possibly pull out there. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, I don't see you beating Tennessee, Indianapolis. Don't see that. No, I think I, they're uh, Chargers week one. No, I think I that's why you week. are seeing some juice, though, George, because there are a bunch of soft teams on this schedule, right? 
They got the Giants in Washington. They've got Jacksonville uh, and Miami. Uh, now, you and I both think Miami is on the rise. I'm not so sure about the Giants in Washington. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, I'll, I'll say this. I think Jacksonville is the worst team along with Cincinnati. I think those are the two worst teams in football. I think Washington has an opportunity to fall apart, but I actually think Ron Rivera will do a decent job of putting the defense together at the very least. So that's probably why people are, you know, you, you try to take edges. I against those. No, that's the whole point. I, I think a lot of sharps try to take edges with the way things are scheduled and maybe the, the road games aren't quite as tough um, as they otherwise could be. You have Jacksonville at home. You get the Giants at home. I, I think there are some winnable games there. And it doesn't mean that we'll rip through and they're definitely going 0-6 in the division. George conceded one. Maybe they win two. I'm trying to get them to six, and I can't do it. I, can't I, don't, I don't think they're going to win five. I think – I think they were lucky to win their second game last year, and I, I think they'll be lucky to get to, to five wins. I do not see it happening. I th- I bet the Bengals under hard last year because it was six. They went two and 14. I would run it back, actually. I don't typically like doing that, but since I'm going to play a whole bunch of uh, total bets this year, the Bengals are one of the teams. Again, as we've said many times, George, um, Hang on to the hang on to some of these bets unless you see real value. Uh, I just think that we got to wait a little bit further before you give the sports. In in my opinion, handing over a lot of your money to sports books at the moment uh, might not be fruitful for you. They might just be handing on to your money to avoid the bets. I agree, right? Because we know we got some issues this year. Uh, you know, listen, the only way the Bengals get the six is if COVID hits a lot of their schedule. I mean, really, and the other team's losing players here. But the Bengals are going to lose players, too, eventually. No, they're not getting the six. Like I said, this so, is one of the ones I like. Uh, I, I'd be heavy on the under here. So what is uh, – so let's talk a little bit. we got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about some of the big questions for this team. A.J. Green we let off with. He's not really a question. He, You know, he's an improvement. If he's healthy, he's a big improvement as options. I, I think they've done – look, they have Joe Burrow there now. I think they've added offensive linemen in recent years, and they're going to get Jonah uh, – Jonah Williams back in uh, to come back in at left tackle. He was out the entire year last year. So Joe Mixon, a player that has a lot of ability and we think could make some noise, seeing 300 touches or so. He's an interesting fantasy option. I just don't know that there's enough pieces here overall to make this team competitive. So what do you think are some of the big questions with this team? Well, I think once again, your first question is, Burrow, is he – and when I say that, is he a franchise guy? You know, is he going to be the guy you're going to have for the next 10, 12 years? You're going to be paying, you know, a couple hundred million to that can lead you out of the, you know, what you've been living in the basement now forever. Yeah. Is he that guy? That would be my first question. I tend to lean that yes, he is, but until we see it on the field, we can't know for sure. Yeah, I, and what I would say is that I do think Joe Burrow is a talented franchise level quarterback, and if he if he busts out and let me say it, let me phrase it differently. If he ends up becoming a bust, I would blame the Bengals more than I'd blame Burrow. And I think that's fair. I, I think we saw in Tennessee with Mariota, injuries were an issue. You had a couple of different coaching styles. They tried, they hung in there. He became sort of unreliable for them, although objectively not bad. Jameis, you had a lot of off-field stuff. He didn't seem like he was professional. 
He wasn't a leader. And then he goes out in his fifth-year option year, which they didn't have to give him, and he threw 30 interceptions. Like, it's over, Johnny. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. With Burrow, unfortunately, I think they can get to the end of the four- or five-year deal and be like, eh, sorry, Joe, you just didn't really do it for us. And meanwhile, his coach might have been fired. They're looking for more front office turnover. I just think the Bengals are one of the most broken organizations in the league. It's a family business, and I, I just don't think – I think they're sometimes more interested in profit than they are the product on the field. And then some teams are like that. You'll get no argument from me, Mike. I agree with your uh, analysis. Yeah, so uh, that's it. We're going to talk about the Rams next. Andrew Whitworth had a scare with COVID-19. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then the Rams for 2020. We'll be right back on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Back on the grid, closing out this hour of football full circle. Mike and George talking about the Los Angeles Rams. Supposed to move into this new stadium. I haven't had a stadium update on them in a while, but we'll we'll see if we can find something as we're going through this segment. But Andrew Whitworth, uh, longtime offensive tackle, one of the oldest players in the league. Uh, he's back. He signed a, a, an extension at 39 years of age. He signed an extension. And he said during the NFLPA call this week, as reported here by Dan Graciano, that he had a family member who went out to lunch with a friend, contracted the coronavirus. Soon after, Whitworth, his wife and kids, and wife's mother and father-in-law all caught it. Quote, it all, all it takes is one exposure. His father-in-law was hospitalized during this. So a scary moment. And I think a lot of times players uh, don't get the benefit of the doubt of being a normal human being. They get dehumanized in a weird way, whether it's because of 
fandom or fantasy football or wagers or whatever else, uh, some people lose perspective, and Andrew Whitworth is trying to add some here. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it shows you it can happen to anybody to be careful out there. I, I want to say watch your surroundings, wear a mask. For crying out loud, wear a mask. Uh, we all hate wearing a mask. I hate wearing a mask, but I still wear it. Granted, I've gone into a store every now and then. I forgot to bring my mask. It doesn't, doesn't dawn on me, but I walk back out and get my mask. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder this. When uh, they do these health and safety protocols, who's going to get paid? Who's not going to get paid? Have to uh, opt out by August 1st right now. And all this other garbage they're doing. How are they going to handle players like Whitworth? Ezekiel Elliott would fall into this as well. A player who's had COVID. He's over it now. You know, he'll be over it by week one. But what if by week six, Doc says, oh, no, you still have underlying symptoms. That's Von Miller. You catch your breath. Von right. Miller had too. Right? Von Miller. <laughs> and he yeah. said he had pretty significant breathing issues, Von Miller did. Right. And, but they haven't exerted themselves since. Yeah, they're working out, but they're not, you're not doing real football work. But now when they're in camp, when they're playing games here and you're doing all this, you, you don't feel the same. And doctor, okay, doctor tells you, yeah, it's related to COVID. You're not, you're not that person. You really shouldn't be playing anymore. You should, you're not fully recovered. You're, you're fully recovered to do normal stuff, but not football stuff. I wonder how the NFL is going to handle this as well. Yeah, uh, agreed. So there aren't uh, a ton of news stories uh, happening in the NFL right now. The story, as George and I have talked about ad nauseum, is right in our faces. Are the rookies going to be able to report on time? How many guys are testing positive? Are the veterans going to be able to report on time? How many are testing positive? Have the NFL and NFLPA worked out the money? Have they worked out the safety protocols? I would suspect that it won't be 100% worked out before uh, everybody tries to report to camp, but I think they're trying to going to try to get everybody into camp, George, even if that stuff's not worked out. I, I think they're desperate to try to uh, move the news cycle along. Yes? Well, one thing about the NFL, they truly believe the virus will bend to them. If they can do anything they want, we're going to do our normal schedule, everything we normally would do, and we'll be okay. The problem is the union's not going to have that. Right. I don't think camp opens up on time. You know? I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be massively late. I don't think it'll be, you know, August 18th. But I think it'll be August before we actually do get in there. Maybe August 1st, August 2nd. I think it'll be a couple of days off because they're waiting too long, Mike. They're waiting too long to get everything they need to get in writing and to satisfy the union. I understand you're never going to be able to satisfy the union completely. That's just the way negotiations work, right? One side wants all this. The other side wants all that. you got to meet someplace in the middle here. But they have to probably edge more towards the union, be safe. I don't think we're playing two preseason games. You know, uh, I don't think we're playing any preseason games, but one at the very most. And I also wonder, when it comes to these preseason games, why not just do what the uh, what the team's doing in Major League Baseball? Forget about scheduling a game and having, you know, Dallas play Baltimore, Dallas play the Rams. Dallas, you're playing Houston. All right, you want to try and play it? You're playing the closest team to you. We'll, we'll try and get it done that way. But uh, even that, I just don't think it's going to happen. The union's going to fight that quite a bit. I think it's a, uh, a big-time negotiating ploy for both sides, actually. I think there'll be one point... For the uh, NFL maybe to get other things they want by saying, okay, fine, we'll, we'll give you no uh, preseason games this year. I think the union's going to use it the same way. We're not playing in the preseason unless you do this, 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 and that. True, true. So let's talk about the Rams, specifically this season. Again, uh, we're going to assume that everything gets underway and we get some games going. But let's talk about their odds. Uh, Rams obviously disappointed to not have made the playoffs last year after making the Super Bowl. Uh, at the end of the 2018 season and losing to the Patriots in the worst Super Bowl ever. 
But uh, here are the odds for the Rams to win the Super Bowl: twenty-eight to one, plus twenty-eight hundred. Uh, to win the NFC Championship, plus fourteen hundred. That's fourteen to one. To win the NFC West, plus three seventy. That division in particular is pretty tight. So the Rams are behind the Niners, which are even money at plus one hundred, and behind the Seahawks. Uh, so plus 370 to potentially win that division. It's a very competitive division now. You could argue it's the most competitive division uh, in the NFL with Arizona on the rise, hopefully, for those of us that own Kyler Murray in their fantasy leagues. Uh, so, I think you do. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, to make the playoffs plus 130, no minus 160. The win total is 8.5. It's minus 130 to the under. So there was a lot of fading of the Rams. I didn't. I was fading the Rams last year. I remember our buddy Joe Rainieri was fading the Rams quite a bit last year going into the season. They had the Super Bowl hangover. It was obvious Gurley was injured. Uh, they just did not play anywhere near where the level they played to in the previous season. So now, are they going to? And they weren't terrible. They were nine and seven. It's not like this team completely fell apart last year, but. You know, considering where expectations were, although it's at a point now where I'm not sure why anybody not named the Patriots has any expectations after they win or lose the Super Bowl. It's just hard to get back there. Uh, then again, here we are staring at the Chiefs, potentially looking at a repeat. So so there's the odds here, George. We, we'll go through the schedule in a moment, but what jumps out to you of those odds? Well, what jumps out, I mean, I don't think this is a, a bad team. Uh, you said they went 9-7 and seven last year if we had that extra wild card team, they would have made the playoffs. They were That's the right. seventh team. So right. they would have gotten in there. As far as the odds, I mean, I don't, I worry about Jared Goff. So it really was what you depend on him. That's a rough division they play in. I don't think the 49ers are at 13. I, I think they play over their heads a little bit. Not Packers over their heads, mind you. You mm-hmm. know, Packers, I think, sold their soul to get the 13 wins last year. But I don't think the 49ers are the, the great 49ers team of the 90s or something like that. To win the NFC East, West blow at plus 370. Now, I think Seattle might be a better team, too. I think the 49ers are a better team. Eight and a half wins. I'm going to take no on the playoffs, minus 160. That's probably where I – and I don't like laying that mm. juice. But I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't, even with seven teams. I think they have some question marks. I, when we do the question marks for this team, I think they have question marks up and down the offense outside of wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, playoffs, you got Philly and Dallas – I think it's only going to be one NFC North team. Agreed. I think you're looking at two NFC South teams. So you got New Orleans and Tampa. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it's two out of the NFC West. I think but, Seattle and San Francisco are better. What about Atlanta? I don't think Atlanta's a pushover either. No, but I don't know that both NFC East teams are going to live up to expectations. It never happens in that division. Dallas, Dallas is always very consistent. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they love an eight and eight season, but I that that division itself, as a new division winner every single year, virtually. This is 2004, right? Yeah. So and they're not like knocking out two and three teams into the playoffs. Definitely not three this year, uh, and maybe not even two. The teams are just wildly inconsistent. So. I don't know. Uh, my problem with the Rams is I, I'll kick it off with my issues with the Rams is what a lot of people have said. Is they are a very thin team. They do not have a lot of depth. They cannot afford to lose guys, which they started to do last year. Gurley goes down. Cup goes down. And then it's Goff and Robert Woods 
they're trying to get Tyler Higby in the mix. It was pretty good down the stretch. Uh, I think there's plenty of talented players on defense. They get Michael Brockers back because of that uh, Ravens contract snafu. Uh, but again, I, I just think they're really thin. They didn't have a lot of draft picks. You need Goff to play back to the level that he was playing in the Super Bowl season. I, I just don't know if it's possible. Uh, they traded Brandon Cooks, and I just don't know that they can get back to where they need to. They'd have to stay extraordinarily healthy, which is a hard thing to say during this season that they're going to be able to do. Is it, now you hosted the uh, the draft show for us. Yes, sir. I, I was yeah. on with you when I, I covered the Rams. Yeah. I was disappointed that with the, what they did. I think part of the reason why Goff has regressed is that he doesn't have a lot of time back there to throw anymore. I think he's turning into a guy who's seeing the rush. Yeah. And he's throwing up his back foot. I would have preferred them to go, go offensive line the first round. A guy fell to them, and they still took the wide receiver position that they didn't need. Yeah. Know, second round, they go Cam Akers. Okay, you, you could you want to say they needed a running back? I'm not going to argue with you there. They lost Gurley. I get that. But you could find running backs later still passed on the offensive lineman. So I thought that was two mistakes they made there. I think you want to get Goff back his confidence, which I think uh, regressed somewhat last year. We know he, had guy, he has guys to throw to. Cup. Woods, uh, you mentioned uh, Everett Higby were both pretty good last year. He drafted another, another wide receiver here. But I think he's seeing the rush. I think he's got happy feet or he's throwing up his back foot rather than stepping into his throws because he, he just doesn't want to get hit right now, which is weird for a guy. I used to say this about Eli Manning, but at least Eli Manning played in the year 10-plus years before he started feeling this. Goff is not even half that, and he seems to be feeling this rush already. I would have, I guess their major question for me would be the offensive line. I would have liked to have seen them improve it more because I think that would have helped the running game and I think it would have helped Goff. Yeah. So I, I agree with a lot of what you said because they're off their strength of their, the strength of the team a couple of years ago when they made the Super Bowl was their offensive line. Now, Whitworth is still there, but he's 39. John Sullivan was a mainstay, their center. He's since retired. Um, our, our Rob Havenstein, they lost Roger Saffold. He's on, moved on to the Titans on a big free agency deal. So a couple of the mainstays they had on that offensive line for a year or two aren't there anymore, haven't been there. And to your point, it, it the team as a whole looked like it regressed. I think there are good weapons there. I, I think some people anticipate that Cam Akers could be a really interesting breakout back as a rookie this year. I just don't know that consistently that this offense is going to dominate like they did a couple of years ago. I do have faith in Sean McVay. I think Les Snead has broken down this team in an unfortunate way. They've been capped out. They don't have a lot of cap room. They still need to pay Jalen Ramsey, whom they gave up big draft picks for, and they're not going to be able to do that until next year. I'm frankly surprised that Ramsey has been okay with it. Um, you know, He still gets paid like a, a high-end corner because of his draft status, but you know, not what he could get on the open market, like what Byron Jones got or James Bradbury got. Yeah, I agree with you about that. I'm surprised that uh, Ramsey has held his tongue as well, especially with someone we know is not afraid to speak. Yeah. But uh, maybe he has some kind of inside agreement with them that he'll uh, he'll wait, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm not worried about the defense. I think it'll play fine. Remember, they also lost um, their special teams guy, those teams coach, Fossil, to the Cowboys, and he right. was very good. He was certainly inventive with fakes and stuff like that. Yeah. They have the best punter in the business 
and Johnny Hecker. So uh, that's it for this hour of Football Full Circle. On behalf of George Kurtz, our producer, Brian Rakowski, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.